0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Evolve You podcast. I am your host, Dr. Brian McEldery, holistic life coach, business mentor, speaker, and author. And on this podcast, we bring exciting episodes not only from myself and my own experiences, but other influential guests that we decide to have on periodically on this podcast. If this is your first time listening, if you're coming on from any other platform, thank you so much. If you're a returning listener, thank you guys so much as well. Please go ahead and leave a rating and review if you have not done so already. We would love to hear from you, any feedback that you have. So as you guys know, each and every time I bring on a guest is an exciting time for me and for you guys because you are tired of hearing from me. Okay. And you want to hear from a different point of view. You want to hear from somebody that you can maybe relate to and say, man, Brian's not talking this craziness. He's actually speaking truth, but it's coming from a different voice and a different perspective. So on today's episode, we've got an amazing friend of mine, fellow colleague, fellow pharmacist, uh, brother that's doing amazing things, and I appreciate him so much. Welcome on Bolu Aladini. Let I mean, pronounce that right, okay? <laughs> Is that correct, Bolu?
1: Brian, Brian, it's good it's good it's good to be here, man. Um yeah, thank thank you so much for having me on the on the podcast. Uh, you know, it's honored to be here. Uh so for for the you know listening uh people out there, it's Bolu Oladini. So you are you pretty close. Not not bad. I've, I've heard what me too. Yeah, so um, yeah, so just just a little bit about myself. Um so I was originally born in Nigeria. So, you know, I'm a first generation immigrant here. Um, you know, came at a pretty early age, about four or five. So past 25 years or so, I've been here in the U.S. So, uh, you know, right now I'm married and you know, I live in the suburbs of Chicago. So I did my undergraduate education at Washington University in St. Louis. Uh, so I was actually a psychology major there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it always interested me, you know, how do people think why do they think that way what drives their behavior and you know that's kind of um kind of stayed with me um as i pursued my uh you know pharmacy education you know my doctorate of pharmacy at the university of illinois chicago so you know uh, since graduating from there you know i currently work in a community pharmacy but i also run a blog on the side a, a dose it's called a dose of fitness and you know i i write post pretty regularly on uh, LinkedIn and Instagram about, you know, health, fitness, personal development. And uh, yeah, you know, I'm just really passionate about entrepreneurship, uh, thinking outside the box. Uh, You know, I also have an online uh, e-commerce business. So uh, yeah, so, you know, I'm just really fortunate to have, uh, you know, one or two more uh, media appearances lined up. So, you know, I just really want to encourage pharmacists and pharmacy students to, to think outside the box.
0: I absolutely love it, man. I, I think that we definitely resonate. As you guys know, I bring on guests that I, I feel like can offer value and that I definitely respect in the work that they're doing. And especially with Bolo, especially when he said, you know, he came from a psychology background, he came from, um, you know, a social science background, which I actually love the study of psychology. And I wish I would have done that um, instead of being a traditional, you know, let me go into the sciences and being a chemistry major. So <laughs> uh, it's so empowering how you, uh, you know, you need to know how people. Think So but let us know, um, you know, how was that transition coming? I know you came to the US at an early age from Nigeria. Uh, what was your family background um, in, you know, I just like to dive into people's story and I think people are very intrigued by who the guest is, right? So can you give us a little backstory as to when you came over to the US, you know, um, you know were you pressured into doing pharmacy? How did you know that you wanted to do healthcare? Um, especially being a psychology major, right? You could have gone into therapy and other things. So kind of give us a background from coming to the U.S. and how, how you got led to where you're doing now.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, so the reason we actually moved from Nigeria uh, was my dad was, excuse me, my dad was pursuing his, um, you know, his education, uh, like, a, like a PhD program in theology, actually. So my dad is actually a mm. pastor.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I don't know if you have any pastors. Preacher's kid. With Brian.
1: Dad, <laughs> I don't. I don't. don't? okay okay uh, yeah but i am a pk i don't you know i don't yeah all, all the labels are really really interesting anyway that that's neither here in the so, best yeah so my dad my dad's a pastor my mom is a nurse but she actually studied uh biochemistry in nigeria but she actually you know started from scratch when we got here just you know sacrificed for the for the family but um yeah so coming over you know i was a i was pretty young about uh, i think i was four years old so you know i don't remember too much in nigeria but um But I know my parents always kind of told me like, okay, well, you know, if you do something in healthcare, you know, something in science, you know, you'll have a good job, you'll have security, Um, you know, they'll say like, you know, they can't discriminate against you because of your last name. And all these things are like true to to a certain extent, right? But I think fortunately for me, um, you know, I think I had a natural aptitude for math and science. So that kind of worked out well for me, you know, not everyone necessarily has those same strengths so and you know their parents might still feel the same way so um you know that, that could be an issue for those um for those people but um i, I think for me just from a early age i always wanted to be kind of well-rounded and not just like hone in on a you know really really narrow specialized kind of thing I always felt like it's good to have a good you know breadth of, of knowledge so um you know i just kind of you know i, I think i would also heard from other um, you know, college students like, okay, even if you're pre med, because I was pre med at the time. You know, you don't have to be a bio major or whatever, you know, just major in what you want and just take your prereqs and and kinda kinda go from there. So, um, so it was about uh so in undergrad at at washu um, so I I was about in my like second year, uh, you know, doing doing premed and it was at that time where I kinda stepped back when things kinda got a little difficult and I just kinda went back to the drawing board of like, okay have I really explored all the healthcare careers, right? Mm-hmm. Because, um, you know, I was, I was just talking to somebody about this recently, but, um, you know, I, I thought about pharmacy, right? But my perception, like most um, most of the public is, oh, well, you know, pharmacists just sit behind the counter and they count pills, you know? Yeah, all day. Like yeah. well, It's your local drugstore. Why, why would I want to do that? You know? So it was yeah. only when I kind of went back and I did more research to be like, oh, wow, there's all these, you know, subspecialties in pharmacy. There's all these areas that, can go into that i just had no idea right so i I just feel like overall in the profession there's just like a lack of like public knowledge of you know like the skills we have education and just kind of the value we can bring to the table and i think that's um a big part of why um you know a lot of uh uh, regulations uh reimbursement and overall structure isn't really um set up in a way to maximize um you know what we can bring to the table as, as pharmacists
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, I had a similar experience when it comes to healthcare, Um, you know, I think we grew up in the same era, roughly the same age, and we graduated around the same time, and when you're thinking about healthcare, you have, or success, you talked about success coming over from Nigeria, and we're pushed, you know, to have this stable job, right, and we were pushed by our parents, we're pushed by our mentors and, and whoever we have in our spaces, and a lot of times we we kind of come into this light where we say, okay, well, I can direct my I can I don't have to do it that way, but I can redirect my way of thinking, right? So I think that that is what I'm intrigued about it with you is um, you grew up in the Midwest, correct? In, in Chicago or? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean-
1: Past 20 plus years been in Chicago. I mean, I was, you know, sc- school in St. Louis for a couple of years,
0: but came yeah, back to I mean, still Midwest, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so that's so interesting, guys. I went to St. Louis College of Pharmacy, and that's neither here nor there. You know, he went to watch <laughs> <run around there. laughs> Went back to Chicago. He's like, no, I'm done with St. Louis. <laughs> no offense to anyone listening, is from St. Louis. So <laughs> but, um, I, I do want to know, too, um, what was a shift in your thinking? So you went from, uh, high school at, into WashU, Washu you left the state, um, you know, it was a new experience to being in St. Louis, and then you started to learn about all these psychological methods um, in your uh, psychology studies. So where was a point where maybe you, you decided on pharmacy, and then you were in pharmacy school, and you said, wow, maybe it was a book you read, or a different way of thinking about how to serve patients. My, my point is, is I think I really want you to pull out the mindset piece of what um, it takes to kind of grasp hold of your life because I think people are following a blueprint, right? There's maybe some students on that are listening, there's some pharmacists on that are listening, they're just high performing professionals that are following the blueprint, but in reality, it takes so much more of learning how to critically think, how to read people and communicate with people, to be the best leader, right? So, what was um, maybe a book that you read? What was kind of like that spark, right? That said, wow, this is going to be revolutionary for me being a better leader.
1: Yeah. So, I, I think I think for me, it was um, kind of a, a confluence of, of circumstances and mm. um, situations. So, um, yeah. So, like in in, in pharmacy school, um, I actually. Um, I first started out on one of the um, satellite campuses uh, for for UIC, mm-hmm. um, but you know maybe like halfway through the first semester, you know there were, um, you know kind of some medical challenges and things like that, and you know, I actually needed to be closer to to Chicago just for oh, wow. you know, medical <laughs> stuff. Yeah, so um, yeah, so I actually, um, actually had to had to had to transfer campuses and. Um, just just the way the semester was set up and everything, um, I ended up kind of kind of losing that semester and um, it, you know kind of added an additional year. But you know I was able to do like you know research, get more experiences and things like that. So it was totally um, totally still a valuable experience. But um, but you know with that I had I had some extra time on my hands, right? Extra mm-hmm. time to be like, okay, time to reflect, time to
0: yeah yeah you know
1: like explore, you know just really kind of like not even maybe like so you could call it soul searching right or just like okay you know it's like i'm not gonna just do nothing this whole time it's like why don't i pick up a book
0: right so how long were you out during that transition
1: um maybe like six six months five months or so yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah so um Yeah.
1: yeah so yeah, I mean, I was, was taking a couple of electives and things like that. But, yeah, so I think uh, so I'm actually a big, big basketball fan, right? So I'm a I'm a Lakers <laughs> fan, uh, a okay. Kobe Bryant fan, and just, yeah. you know, by association, a Phil Jackson fan, right? Yeah, yeah. And obviously, you know, Phil Jackson, um, you know, as a coach um, and a player, you know, he won 11 uh, championships. So I think it was 2011, 2012, somewhere around there, he came out with a book called 11 Rings, just talking about, okay, you know, his journey as a coach, some of, like, the personal mm. stuff. And yeah. I was like, hey, this guy's won 11 championships at the highest level of one of the most competitive sports. I'm sure, you know, he there's probably has some here. cool things to say. There's <laughs> something in here, right? Yeah. So I was like, man, there's something in here. All right, let's, let's take a look. Let's flip it open, right? And I think that was the point where, you know, he t- talked about, um, you know, like, meditation, you know, mindfulness, uh, just, um, you know, not getting too high, not getting too low. And, you know, kind of like some of the like, Zen principles and, and things like that. And it really kind of opened my eyes to be like, oh, wow, okay. I mean, if it helped this guy so much. And um, I don't know whether it's Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant, you heard him talk glowingly about Phil Jackson, just the, the principles and philosophies and things he taught. And I was yeah. like, wow, the most successful athletes, Some of my, I won't say idols, but like, you know, like, yeah, I mean, you know, all all like that. That's, yeah, wears all on time. Yeah, yeah goat, goat discussion, right? So I'm like, man, I want to be a goat in whatever I do. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm just like, it's like, okay, how can I, how can I integrate some of these principles, some of these learnings to my own life, right? Mm. It's like, how can I approach my life, my craft, my business, my my career in the same way that you know Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan approach basketball, right? That's good. Yeah. So, so that was really the shift for me, right? So it kind of went from basketball to to. Um, you know, like to, to the time philosophy, meditation, things like that, and then from there, it kind of just opened up my whole world to like diving mm. deeper, exploring, exploring, um, you know, reading books. Just and it, I think it just kind of got me in the habit of kind of like per, reading personal development books, right? Yeah. Just like, oh man, there's some cool stuff in here. I learned stuff, you know. So for me, the biggest shift was, you know, obviously. Um, you know, middle middle school. Well, yeah, high school. I mean, you got to read all these books for curriculums. Like, you hate it. Ah, boring books. Blah. blah, blah it's like Mockingbird. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> well, nothing exactly. against that book, but exactly. you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't really make you love reading because you're yeah. doing it on an obligation, right? So, um, it, it, that that experience of you know something using something I enjoyed is like a bridge to you know something else that I explored that mm-hmm. I, I was able to learn that I enjoyed right? Because I, I think that the, the big thing is a lot of people don't enjoy reading books, mm-hmm. you know, or like, it's not, it's not an enjoyable experience. Like, they, they don't associate pleasure with, or the, you know, there's no, um yeah, it, it's just it, in their mind. It's like, okay, it's, like a it's, ch- so, it's a chore, right? Yeah. So, so I don't know. I mean, um, I feel like it might be difficult for some people, but like, I was able to find that bridge to be like, you know, using something I enjoyed to get it to yeah. something else that I found out I could enjoy. So that was like the shit for me, right? And then kind of from there, um, you know, I started reading different books, whether it was um, like Tony Robbins or different books on like habits. Yeah. You know, principles, like, you know, self-discipline. And um, yeah, I mean, honestly, like even um, like another a book, a book I read in particular, it was, I think I read these books at about the same time. Um, the first one was The Power of Habit mm-hmm. by Charles Duhigg. Man, that was a game changer for me.
0: I was like powerful book.
1: Yes. <laughs> I you guys have not
0: read that, I'll link it down below. But yeah. Yes. Yeah. So habit.
1: um yeah, so that that book in in particular, um, it just opened my eyes to like, wow, like the brain really runs on habits, right? And it's like, and you know, at this point I, I, I say, I tell my wife, I tell whoever, you're either building good habits or you're building bad habits, period.
0: One of the two. No, no in between. <laughs> One of the two. So
1: yeah. So um yeah. So that that book really helped me to realize. Oh snap! If I can just not you know hack my habits. If I can just get these habits to work for me, then you know world of difference compared to fighting your habits and you know. So that that was a really big um change for me. And another book I read um shortly around that same time. And this was like right before my second year of pharmacy school, during which I actually had my best grades. Like. I think yeah. I made Dean's this both semesters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not, a, not a coincidence. Uh, I think I, I was that was when I really stepped up my commitment to like lifting weights and being in the gym consistently. Uh, and I think that just like reflected in my grades. And, you know, just the discipline and the structure. Exactly. But um, yeah, it's called the Willpower Instinct. It's by a lady, lady um, named Kelly McGonigal, but she's like a PhD um, health psychologist at um, Stanford, I want to say. And it just talks about willpower. And just, you know, how does it work? How can you utilize it effectively? How can you, um, you know, not get undermined when you set out to achieve a particular goal? Just different psychological strategies and different nuances of the brain and, you know, things that you might not even expect that just because of the way the mind works, you think it would work one way, turns out it works the other way. (laughs) Exactly. So just really eye-opening stuff to be like, wow, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Oh, so that's why that doesn't work when I... Try to accomplish this doing x y and z <laughs> yeah yeah well so that was that was like another big game changer for me i was like whoa okay wow all right so i i can you know from there i feel like those really gave me a lot of tools to be like okay i can really um put some discipline put some structure in my days and um from there i feel like it just kind of set me on a really great path to be able to um you know just like build knowledge You're just or just having that structure to um you know, like, to, like, organize knowledge, and, you know, I feel like that momentum was kind of what carried me, um, you know, along with my, um, you know, just passion for health and fitness and things like that, you know, eventually, it kind of led me to, like, okay, well, let me just start a blog, right? It's, like, okay, I have all these, you know, articles I've read, all these experiences I've had, all these people I've talked to, you know, okay, how do I take this to the next level, right? It's like, I can't approach everybody in the gym and try to talk to them. It's like, that's not feasible, it's not doable. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like, you have, to, you have to create a platform at some point, you have to, um, you know, put some kind of resource out there so you can reach more people, right? So how do you think bigger? So, you know, kind of, it was kind of um, with those tools and, um, you know, kind of um, skill sets that I gained from that, that was able to, you know, um, yeah to just be like hey i can i can do this right and then yeah um yeah i think i read awaken the giant within um not too long after those two books and then i don't know that was, that was just like a, a kick in the butt like i love it, <laughs> it, it it'll set you it set you off fire in the best way possible
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i love that man because i think that was my big shift too and um, trying to find something that kind of gave me a different perspective because i think we get in this routine of following societal norms Right About what everyone else in society says we should be doing, and what is right and what is wrong in reality, what is the quote that you know if you want someone not to know something like put it in a book and, <laughs> yeah. you know it's something <laughs> no, yeah. my don't don't quote me on that but I, nah, nah. I, I truly believe it that there's so much knowledge in not just the book itself but the the act of reading because you have to slow down your mind. You have, that's a focus in of itself. That's a discipline in of itself. Right. So guys, I I challenge you, if you're listening to this, like pick up a book, you know, even if you got to start an audio book, but I, I think there's power in a physical book too, because you have to flip pages. You have to slow down. Like you, you have to sit in silence with people, people are, are, thinking about what's on Instagram, what's this, what's going on, like, what do I got to do my to do list, I'm falling behind, like all this different stuff. So it's, it's wild. I love that you you put that in there, because those are just definitely transformative books. And I think that is a great lead into the next question that I have for you is kind of now at that moment, people are following along your story now. And they're saying, Okay, you know, he's, he's achieved this high level degree. He seems like he's doing well for himself, but he still continued to shift his way of thinking and learning. And it actually enhanced now the perspective and the way that you're looking at pharmacy and your career and people now, and the way, you know, success looks like it's not just about achieving these accolades. Cause now, you know, Guys, we we have that, like we have the accolades, we have the name, the letters behind our name. And if you don't, like don't think that does not define you or makes you a certain person. But uh, we're saying that that is not the only thing that defines a person, that we still have to learn and grow, even as high level professionals. So, um, Bolo, kind of tell us a little bit. Now that uh, you have evolved and grown in your own personal development, right? And leadership skills. What in the world now are you doing to, um, so you now are in the, I'm going to pause this for just a second. I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. All right. So now we are going from you. Obtaining these personal development skills, reading all these books, and now you're in the professional. So we're going to fast forward a little bit through pharmacy school. Now you have, uh, you know, transitioned into the profession of pharmacy where you've had a bunch of leadership opportunities in different organizations in pharmacy and, um, you know, you've, you've had different rotations and different internships with medical affairs and uh, kind of tell us a little bit about now in the profession of pharmacy, kind of what you're doing just to give people some uh, context. It um, doesn't have to be too long or whatnot, but just give some people some context about what type of pharmacy uh, you're interested in um, that you have been uh, doing before and maybe what you're doing now in the community setting and just give us an idea there.
1: Yeah, so I, I think, uh, so I, I once heard it said, it's never a waste of time to pursue anything you're drawn to, right? Yep. So just, just this idea that, you know, everything you're doing might not be like leading on like a linear path, right? A, a lot of times um, what can happen is, uh, you know, if you have the right mindset, different experiences will give you different tools, different skills. That you can then eventually use in different contexts, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, if 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 it's one of your strengths, if it's one of your passions, if it's something that that develops you, that grows you, it's never a waste of time, right? So, um, just just as as an example, uh, I, um, yeah, I, I did a, a global medical affairs rotation at at Baxter, and you know, at, at the time I was um, you know, I was kind of on a path towards like the pharmaceutical good industry, and you know, I think, um, you know, obviously I'm not in that kind of setting right now, right? Mm-hmm. But I think um, one of the major things for me about um, me being on that path for, um, I don't know, quite a lot, maybe two two plus years was just, it it challenged me, right? Because, um, you know, I mean, this person you're hearing that's, you know, so comfortable speaking to people and networking and connecting, I wasn't always this way, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I like, believe it or not, I'm actually a natural introvert, but...
0: That's why we get um out.
1: <laughs> oh, anyway, uh, but yeah, so I I had to develop myself and grow myself to really kind of set this goal for myself. Of okay, I want to be in this position. I want to get this right. And the question then becomes, okay, what kind of person do I have to become to mm-hmm. achieve this goal? Right. So when you when you set a goal like that, right, it's not about you know the actual achievement of the goal. It's what kind of person can you grow into? Can you develop into? in that you will have to become in order to achieve that right yeah. so it's not you know okay I want to make a million dollars it's who do you become by being someone that can make a million dollars right or just as an example right yes. so yeah. that was that was like a big a big thing for me I think it just made me comfortable in a number of different contexts whether it's um you know talking to people I don't know uh you know going to conferences uh, just collaborating just um yeah. So just just a, a number of skills that I still use to to this day, and maybe not all necessarily in my um, you know my day job as a as a community pharmacist, but you know whether it's my blog or mm-hmm. you know I I reached out to Brian to collaborate on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. Or any any number of other things that I you know, have done previously or am working on currently. Uh, it's just it's just opened up so many doors and so many opportunities and. You know, I'm still seeing where they may lead, potentially, but, um, but just, you know, I, I, think, I think a lot of times, um, man, I, yeah, so I think just yesterday I, I heard a, um, a little video from uh, Will Smith, I, I think it might have been from this year. Was yeah. just, uh, I'll paraphrase, right? He was just saying, like, like, you can't wait for somebody to validate your dream, right? It's like, nobody can see it but you, right? And sometimes you might not even know all of what it is, right? you just have an idea. You just have a, a, mm-hmm. a gut feeling, right? A feeling in your subconscious is bubbling to the surface. Of, okay, I'm drawn to this. I can't explain it. I, I think I need, I need to be moving this direction to do that, right? And, and it's, it's so subtle. It's so slight. But if you listen to those outside voices, those people you know, that are only speaking out of their own experiences, right? Mm -hmm. A lot sometimes I mean, a lot of times honestly ends up being out of fear of okay, oh I I couldn't achieve this, I couldn't do this, so therefore you can't because then that would make you, I don't know, better than me or whatever whatever yeah, 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 whatever the thought process is of for that person. um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so it's like when when you listen to that, that that will, you know, quiet down that voice. And then, you know, you're not you miss out on, on on your opportunity, your your Purpose, your destiny, maybe even. So mm-hmm. it's just um yeah. So just uh yeah.
0: <laughs> I know. No, I love that you you started off with that because I think a lot of individuals, especially my audience on this podcast, are either entrepreneurs, there are fellow healthcare professionals, or just people in general that are trying to be better, right, and evolve in some form or fashion in their life. So a lot of people are questioning, okay, I have this vision. I have this idea of who I want to become or what kind of life I want to live, but I think it stops right there. Right. I think, um, the awareness of the problem. I talked about this yesterday in one of my programs and I was talking to somebody about it as well, is that we have so much awareness. You know, in in healthcare, we know all about it. Let's bring awareness to, uh, you know, diabetes. Let's bring awareness to Alzheimer's. Let's bring awareness, awareness, this word of awareness. And a lot of times we bring so much awareness, but there's never any strategy or action behind it. And it's because of this either fear of success or equivalent to that is the fear of failure. So it's, it's twofold that a person is literally like, I don't know what to do next, how to break through, right? So kind of give us your experience of, you know, your natural introvert, you said, um, you know, myself as well. What was that breakthrough that you said, hey, I I'm going to step into this conference, and yeah, I'm I'm scared or kind of fearful of going over to that individual, right, and saying, "Hey, you know, uh, I'm Bolu. You know, how are you doing? You know, what did that feel like in that moment to actually step outside of your comfort zone?"
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that, that's a that's a great question. So, I think I think for me, I think I think one good way to look at it is if you can find you know, something you're really interested in, something that um, maybe you're passionate about, or just, just something that you you enjoy doing or, you know, what? It, so for me in pharmacy school, right, just to give an example, it yeah. was um, maybe, you know, the pharmaceutical industry, right? Like, just kind of being around those people, learning about how does it work, you know, different issues in it. So just by having a deep, deep interest in that, right, what that does is... You know when you get to um, you know like a gathering of you know a particular student group that's industry focused or you get to a conference that's industry focused, what happens is you automatically have something in common with those people right yeah, yeah. so what? yeah so that 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 automatically serves as a um, you know a bit of a social lubricant right because it's like okay well clearly we have some of the same interests otherwise we wouldn't be both be here right now <laughs> exactly so so it then becomes a lot easier to um, You know, to just kind of strike up a conversation and, you know, before you know it, you're, you know, you're both talking about the same kind of issues or the same kind of stuff, right? And um, it just makes it that much easier, right? So I think, I think for me, that was a big way of just, um, you know, joining like one or two student groups or one or two groups that are, um, you know, really interested in something that you're interested in. So Mm -hmm. then that kind of becomes an easier way to get more comfortable, you know, meeting new people, starting conversations. Uh, you know with people Um, because you know you start um, just talking about things that you have in common and that kind of makes it easier so so kind of kind of then from there you know as you get better at it then you know like some of the more maybe cold approaches or you know whatever type of situations get a lot easier that's at least how how I did it
0: no I love that because I think the big takeaway from there is to say that if you don't know, now you do because you're listening to this podcast, the other person on the other side, a lot of people think that there's this facade. Everyone has fears. Everyone has uh, opportunities, as I call them, where they're, they're feeling most likely the same that you're feeling. So the fear that you have about stepping outside of your comfort zone to go after that goal is another person that is you know, feeling the same way. But I think the difference between those that are actually achieving their goals and going after their dreams are the ones that are accepting that there isn't going to be a smooth path, you know? The ones that are saying, hey, you know, I'm, I'm understanding that there's gonna be failures, there's gonna be setbacks, there's gonna be things that I don't know and I'm okay with that. And when you become comfortable with that, then you're more willing to kind of go after these big dreams and goals and you're willing to step outside of your comfort zone, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think a lot of people are, like they're afraid to be a beginner
0: Mm, you know like they don't want
1: to be a beginner again or be like a a rookie or whatever you know like they you know have this comfort in you know having all the answers or exactly being seen as like an expert or authority or whatever but it's like when you start anything new you're gonna suck or you're not gonna Mm -hmm. know much you know exactly Um, so I, i think i think one of the things that helped me is i was just um really accustomed to just, you know, dive in into new areas, just knowledge-wise, right? Like, okay, I'm going to read up about this because it sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess I just, um, I read a lot of books as a as a child or whatever, but I, I would just explore different topics and just kind of build my knowledge So. I think for me, I was very, very comfortable being a beginner. Of like, yeah. oh yeah, I'm gonna learn all about it. I'm gonna, you know, boom. You know, like yeah, I'm gonna know, listen hey, to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I think I think the fear of being a beginner, the fear of you know being bad at something or not having all the answers is something that really holds a lot of people back. And if they could just like get over that potentially, then it's like, oh okay, well then you could start right because it's like yeah,
0: you know? yeah. Yeah, I love that. Let, let's let's pivot the conversation just a little bit because I think this is something that I really, both of us, really wanted to talk about. And if you're listening on here, we're going to um, not only speak to the healthcare professionals and the pharmacists and the pharmacy students, but we're also going to speak to the audience that is um, maybe outside of that realm but looking for help and trying to understand what's really going on. So we've got two healthcare professionals on here right now, and if you guys didn't know, there's a state of emergency in this profession that we call pharmacy right now. so <laughs> It is wild guys. I mean, you've probably heard on the news. I mean, 200 plus employees getting let off from Walmart and acquisitions and people getting pay cuts. And you're like, wait a minute, what? So a lot of individuals, you know, come to me and they probably come to you and they're saying, you know, well, I thought pharmacy was a great field. I thought it made good money. I thought, you know, it was stable. And why are you doing all this extra stuff? You should just be like set, like you shouldn't be learning anything else, all these different things, right? So we're going to speak to both sides. And if you're listening and you're not a pharmacy student, a pharmacist, a healthcare professional, just, you know, listen up for a second, because I'm going to tie in some uh, different concepts, because this could relate to your industry as well, as to what it means to truly never stop learning and growing. So but let us know, man, like what, you know, I've stepped outside of the practice of the profession um, officially. So kind of let us know what you've seen um, just over the last year or so. The state of healthcare in general has pivoted, right? Cause now you have a blog talking about dose of fitness myself. I'm very into health and wellness and holistic health methods. Um, what have you seen in the state of, of pharmacy now and in, what do we need to do to, um, you know, maybe just grow as leaders as pharmacists? And uh, what should people be, you know, looking for when they're looking for, I guess, a healthcare profession or a challenge in their healthcare profession? I'll just kind of speak on your experience right now in the state of pharmacy, if you don't mind.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's there, there's been a lot of um, trends um, in pharmacy over the past, I don't know, four four or five years. So it is it's that's a that's a lot of factors so you know whether it's um you know like reimbursement like you know the money paid to pharmacies actually going down from these insurance companies just um you know mergers acquisitions you know there's price increases i mean just just the way the healthcare system works um you know i mean there's the the manufacturers the insurance providers the pharmacy benefit managers pharmacies so um you know a lot of the money actually is flowing out of the actual pharmacies into um you know some of the health insurance companies the pharmacy benefit people you know like people that set the prices for your drugs right for those listening
0: exactly you know, like
1: that's why your copay is ten dollars or fifty dollars or two hundred dollars you know those those people that set the prices yeah yeah they're, they're taking more and more of the pie uh, is is basically kind of what's what's happening and another another related factor is that they're there isn't a whole lot of of regulation, um, a whole lot of regulation around um, these pharmacy benefit managers. So, you know, there's, it's, yeah. I mean, I don't want to get too deep, but you know, yes. there, there's, um, you know, like they're getting more money from these drug uh, manufacturers for certain types of drugs that oftentimes are actually more expensive, but because they get more money from those particular more expensive drugs. Those drugs then get preferred and, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and then there's cheaper alternatives, but then, you know, a lot of times the patient will pay, you know, like the full amount based on the full price, right? Not the actual negotiated price that, you know, your health insurance or pharmacy benefit people actually pay for it, right? So it's just, it's just a lot of um, kind of perverse incentives in in the healthcare system to actually, you know, increase prices and, um, you know, just inefficient, kind of bloated Care just to get like the extra dollars and, and things like that. So that, that's that's kind of like healthcare as a whole, right? But exactly. um, pharmacy, more specifically, I mean, there've been um, mergers and acquisitions of um, you know health insurance companies. So you know, where there maybe used to be six, seven, eight people in the game, now there's just three or four major players. Even more consolidation going on. So um, you know, and even when it, whether you're talking about Amazon, getting exactly, exactly, pack, you know, I mean the the whole online thing, you know, uh, mail order stuff. um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just just more and more pharmac- pharmacists are kind of getting squeezed out or traditional pharmacy kind of getting squeezed out and that's on top of all of the additional pharmacy graduates that are coming out oh right? yeah i mean there's so many schools of pharmacies so many pharmacists graduating and really there's no hard cap on any of that right like no. the ac the acpe like the body that accredits these pharmacy schools is not going to stop any particular pharmacy school for opening just no. you know for any you know like, no, <laughs> they, no. They, yeah there's no yeah so it's just like Okay, what's gonna stop the what's gonna stop oversaturation and just too many graduates compared to the jobs, right? And then another kind of related aspect is just the the business model of pharmacy. Um, you know, pharmacists have a lot of clinical knowledge. For those that don't know, it's it's a four-year doctorate degree, right? So it's yeah. Doctor of Pharmacy, PharmD. So you know. I think the, the profession switched from the bachelor's degree about like 20 years ago or so. Exactly, um, But a lot of, um, you know, the public still thinks it's a bachelor's degree or they don't know all the additional training that we receive. So there's a lot of things um, that we can do that, you know, maybe uh, primary care physicians do or, you know, just some of the burden we can actually lighten, you know, kind of lighten their load a little bit. Um, and, uh, you know, so, so the, 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 re- the possible reimbursement for those services is just not there. So that extra, so that that extra potential revenue to you know accommodate more pharmacy graduates is not there because the the regulation and the reimbursement is, is lagging behind. So, yeah. just, just overall, it's just not a great state for the profession. Um, you know, especially if you're in a community kind of pharmacy setting, and a lot of people are looking to transition outside of that, and whether it's you know, um, hospital, you know, managed care, industry, whatever. So it's exactly it's,
0: it's wild. It's crazy. That was a great explanation, man. I think I love the way that you tied in both aspects to give people understanding because, you know, I think there's still questions um, from individuals that are wondering what's going on. And then our fellow healthcare professionals are wondering what to do. And, um, you know, I always go back to the concept and this could relate to someone outside of pharmacy, too, is that no one can ever take your knowledge away from you. And Bolo mentioned it earlier that. Um, the knowledge that he's gained, the uh, things that he's learned, and not saying that he's ever wasted an opportunity or said that because he didn't go into medical affairs, he can't utilize that knowledge. Mm -hmm. So guys, you have so much value and power in the things that you're doing now that you can pivot in whichever direction that you need to go, but I think that scarcity factor is there for people because I think it's really going on in all industries, man. And especially in the high performing professional realm, I mean, physicians are stressed, uh, nurses are stressed. Um, you know, you've got lawyers, I mean, business professionals, companies are shrinking cause everything's going online. I mean, you've got so much going on now that this, entrepreneurship entrepreneurial mindset the personal development stuff people are now inquiring but everyone's not built or wants to be an entrepreneur necessarily but there's ways to leverage your knowledge to either create a new job or opportunity or kind of navigate where your skill sets can be valued right so if you're listening right now i want you to understand that you can pivot but you got to understand and listening to that you're, you're marketing your industry because I believe now firmly nothing's ever guaranteed anymore. You know, people say they want to settle down. or But if you're not growing, if you're not evolving, if you're not constantly saying that, hey, you know, I'm going to leverage this situation I'm in now. So if I have a job, and nine to five, it doesn't matter how much money I'm making. I'm leveraging it. I'm not sitting here. And letting them dictate my life. I'm saying I'm here to offer you value. And then I'm going to leverage all the knowledge that I can and continue moving forward, Um, even if that's with y'all or I'm moving on, you know, whatever it is. (laughs) So I really want you guys to understand that here um, on this podcast, but kind of tell us your transition. So now you we're at the, you know, everyone understands your, your mindset and your, your pharmacy experience and um, what is what is kind of the next step for you um, and what do you define as a, a leader per se because i think now leadership is, is so powerful in in your family life in your mentorship um, in your profession i think we need to develop more leaders right and that requires you to grow yourself um so kind of give us that you know what do you define as a leader and then um, you know, what are you working on now that's kind of evolving you kind of dose of fitness and where are you headed? All that kind of stuff, if you give us some insight.
1: Yeah, so I, I, think, I think for me, um, leadership is, is is really, you know, kind of being able to, to, to guide people um, in a way that, that adds value to them and helps them, you know, grow into the, the people that the person that they could potentially be, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, that, that's, that's probably one of the um, good ways that I would, I would define it. Um, so really at the end of the day, you have to lead yourself first, right? Like leading yourself, you know, can be the most difficult a lot of times. Yeah. Because, um, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, I think, I think to really be a, a, a true leader, you have to hold yourself to a higher standard than everybody else does. Yeah, right. You know, someone's like, Oh man, why are you doing all this? Why are you doing all that? Right? It's, it's like, because I have a vision, right? Because I, I want to be here, right? Okay, I got to here. Okay, well, this is the next step here, right? So just, um, you know, just, just always trying to, trying to climb, right? But not in the sense of, okay, you know, I want to be king of the hill, I want to be at the top of the mountain, but okay, how can I bring people with me, right? Yeah, how can yeah. I show people how to climb, right? How can I take them along on this journey with me, right? So I, I, th- I think those are the, some, of, some of the biggest things for me. But um, if it's okay with you, Brad, I actually just wanted to pivot a little bit. Yeah, of course. This idea of, of thought leadership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I think I think these days, just with um, you know social media and technology being what it is, and just you know the ease at which um, you know people can you know post uh, you know content online, videos, audio, text whatever um you know I, I think a lot of uh a, a lot of a lot of people or there, there are a lot of different professions careers industries in which that having that thought leadership can be um just a real benefit and you know and and to me it's like i'm really just kind of kind of diving into the idea of the concept of like a thought leader right so like for me it's like it's like someone who's kind of thinking ahead of the curve right who's kind of Leading the the thought discussions of, okay, what what can happen, what should happen, what you know, what needs to happen to to get us to where we need to go, right? So, mm-hmm. um, so I, I think I, I you know I, I don't I don't have all the answers, right? I'm I'm still trying to trying to dive into sure. it myself, right? But you know, how can you how can you bring value in such a way? How can you um, you know drive the discussion in such a way to where um, you know, like you're, 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 you're provoking thoughts, right? Like you're, you're leading people's thoughts, right? Um, So I I think just whether it's, whether it's like public policy, whether it's, you know, like stakeholder engagement and whatever organization or whatever, you know, um, you know, volunteer Church, whatever the case may be, right? I feel like it's, it's um, incredibly valuable to be able to, to be someone that, that can you know that can drive the discussion that can be a thought leader and you know also be respected and things like that, right, but at yeah. the same time you know it 's built over time right it 's showing up consistently, delivering value consistently you know um, and, and and you know other other things yeah, i 'm sure you can speak on this much better than I can
0: Brian no no, no, I, I love that you you pivoted that direction because you probably heard me say like I, I think there 's so much value in being a thought leader like. You know, guys, when I talk about my clients and what I do and whatnot, and we're not on here to do that. But I I say, how can I build a better thought leader, a leader, not just, you know, somebody that wants to build a business or somebody that wants to, you know, pivot in their career? Like, no, how can you be the best version for you to show up for you? And in that, I think the best leaders ask the best questions. So as we know, you know, you're, you're you're always inquisitive of the quiet one in the room right? So I want you guys to be aware of that. If you're ever in a room of people pay attention to the person that's sitting back a little bit, pay attention to the person that's slightly silent because usually that person has so much intellect because they're listening first besides just speaking on behalf of everyone else, trying to bolster the room and be the biggest person in the room. And I found that so powerful in coaching and leadership is saying, you know, I'm not going to give the person the answer, but how can I lead them by asking a powerful question, right? So I do that here on the podcast. I'm saying, how can I bring the best out of Bolu to ask him powerful questions in a way that could give us all value, right? And we can have a good discussion. So I think, guys, if you're trying to be a better leader, like he said, you know, lead yourself first, but also understand that how can you uh, lead somebody by asking them an inquisitive question to come up with the answer, or provoke thoughts for themselves. Right. I love that. I love that, man. So give us some insight, Bolu. Um, I'm going to wrap it up here, if, that, if you don't mind, um, kind of letting people know what you're doing now with Dose of Fitness, um, how you're evolving and growing, maybe a new book that you're reading and kind of some lasting words for us, if you don't mind.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, people can find me uh, on Instagram uh, at uh, doctor underscore Bolu. So that's D-O-C-T-O-R underscore Mm -hmm. B-O-L-U. LinkedIn, they can find me um, Dr. Bolu Oladini. So just Mm -hmm. search, it should come up. And my website or my blog is uh, com. No space, no underscore um, just as it sounds. So yeah, those those are the best places to reach me at. Uh, so just in terms of um, you know something I'm I'm reading currently that is um, you know kind of inspiring me or or um, leading me. Well, I, I think I've, I've actually read this book before, but. Um, I'm kind of diving in again because, yeah. um, you know, sometimes you got to go read a book again because oh, right, you're like, you know, I mean, you're at a different book. stage in your life, right? Because, you know, maybe you ran a couple of years ago. You're like, okay, it was a cool, it was a good book. But, you know, you think and you're like, wait a minute, I might have missed something. Yeah. I, don't I, I don't know if I got everything out of it. Or, or maybe just, okay, I'm in a different situation in life in which there's different insights I could get from this particular book. Exactly. Topic. So this, this book for me, uh, it's called The Power of Your Subconscious Mind by um joseph murphy i think it is Mm -hmm. it's a it's a really older book i think i want to say it came out in like the 30s or 40s i don't know it's been a while i think yeah um but it's it's such a it's such a deep book because um you know kind of similar to how i talked about like you know habits and things like that it just talks about the the like your subconscious mind being like anything that your mind or your body does that's not under your conscious control right Mm -hmm. so just man, it's it's, it's kind of deep. I don't know. Like everyone's not ready for that kind of stuff, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but it's uh, you know, just it's 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 really kind of like a like a mindset um, shift of you know, really just kind of talking about some of the underlying basis for you know things such as affirmations, like self-talk you know, yeah. vision board, you know, all, all these different things and aspects and things that people do really kind of getting to like the underlying root of it, like the underlying, you know, nuts and bolts of it yeah. of like, yeah. how does it really work? Or, you know, I mean, or just, just conceptually um, giving you some tools to really understand some why some of those things work the way they do. Exactly. So, um, yeah. Just, just a you know, powerful book for me. I think my, my wife has written it now and um, it's it's actually a little bit biblical based, and you know they tie it into some biblical concepts, so that's kind of something. Yeah, <laughs> something yeah, yeah. <laughs> <too>. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so that, that's one book I'm reading. Um, as far as something I want to leave the audience with, um, let's see. I I got something here. I actually collect quotes. Um,
0: yeah, man. I think,
1: there, I think there's one I was gonna say, but let me let me just take another look and see if anything jumps out at me. Uh, okay, so.
0: Because I don't, I don't want to
1: recycle the same, the same ones. Um, of course,
0: of course.
1: Yeah, okay. Ooh, okay. Yeah, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with this one. So, okay, I don't, I don't want to mess it up. Where is it at? Okay, yeah, here it is. Ooh. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, well, let's go with this one. Living up to an image that you have of yourself or that other people have of yourself is inauthentic living mm. so so just just this idea that you know if if what you're trying to live up to is this idea you have of yourself this image you have in your mind of okay this is who i'm supposed to be this is what i should be if yeah. that's what you're trying to live up to you know, or even even worse, in my opinion, if it's someone else's idea of this is who you should be, <laughs> this is who exactly. you're supposed
0: to be, which happens a lot. You no, know, yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You know, then you're not you're not really living authentically, and um, I think a lot of times people there's unhappiness, there's discontent, there's regret. You know, all these different things that happen because you're trying to live up to this image that somebody put there, whether it was you or or somebody else, right? So just who, just really exploring yourself, and you know, not being limited by. Okay, this is, um, this is what things should be, this is what it's supposed to be, this is what I thought it was going to be. But just kind of accepting things for, for what they are. Um, and there's one, one more quote I'm going to read, if, that, if that's okay, yeah. just a real quick one. Um, so so it's, it's kind of a, um, just the idea of who are you, right? And just, um, yeah, okay, yeah, so here, here it is what a liberation to realize that the voice in my head is not who I am. Who am I then? I'm the one who sees that. Mm-hmm. Right? So not like, not like you're, you're this voice in your head. You know, like whatever you know, recurring, nagging thoughts you have in yeah. your head, like that's not who you are, right? Who you are is the one that can recognize that. Exactly. Right? So I mean, you know, it goes into this you know, idea of like, you know, metacognition, exactly you know, you're the awareness that's noticing what's happening right you're not like what's happening or yeah. and I, I, probably not the best way to say it, but just just kind of some deeper stuff you know if people are really interested um you know they can dive into the,
0: the um you know subconscious mind
1: book or you know anything on meditation or whatever yeah they can yeah. get more of that for sure
0: i love it man i appreciate you sharing that with us guys if you want to check out Bullo's stuff he's got some amazing concepts um especially as you can see um he dives into a lot of readings a lot of Uh, different concepts from the subconscious mind, from psychology with his background in undergrad. Um, And he ties that in um, with his passion and currently what he's doing in his career. So I think that just evolves him into the best leader, uh, husband, person that he can be, right? Um, so guys, if you are looking to connect with him, all of his information that he stated are going to be down in the show notes. Uh, please, if you enjoy this podcast, if you enjoy this episode, go ahead and give us a rating or review. This is your first time on. If you came from Bolu's platform or wherever you came from, go ahead and subscribe. Let us know. Share out the podcast to all of your family, friends, loved ones, whoever needs to hear this message. And guys, we will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much.